This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Macy's Labor Day sale, so gear up as summer cools down with 30% off timeless looks from Levi's and specials like 30 to 50% off statement making shoes for her and 60% off luggage from Samsonite and more. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and get an extra 20% off more great deals. Plus, Star Rewards members can earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Going on now. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the West MY podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi! Hello and welcome to the West Amway podcast with myself, Dave Walker, and XWHU employee. This week we have a chat with David Blackmore from the Blind Bubbles fanzine. Fingers some Patreons for this month's prize giveaway, get all the latest news from X and answer questions from Patreons of the West Ham Way. David, it's good to have you with us, mate. Tell us how you became a West Ham fan. Um, West Ham fan for me, it's, uh, as you can tell from my accent, it's not exactly kind of East London or, or Essex, but it's uh, uh, South London is where I grew up. I actually, I actually grew up as a, um, as a Wimbledon fan, and that's, where my, that's who my dad supported, but um, the other side was West Ham. So for me, and I, I think this is a bit of a taboo subject, actually, I grew up sporting both. Um, which was always a bit of a conflict when you're uh, when they both come up against one another. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, as, as everyone listening will know, um, Wimbledon became MK Dons and it became a lot easier for me to uh, pledge allegiance just purely to one side. Mm, it was sad what happened to Wimbledon, wasn't it? But I'll answer that question because that is an obvious question, isn't it? Is when the two sides met, how did mm. you deal with that emotionally? It was always difficult because when one scored and when the other scored, um, <laughs> it was like celebrating <laughs> both. So, but then equally feeling the disappointment. But it it usually, for me, thinking back on it growing up, it usually depended on um, which end and who I was with. Because obviously, if I was with my dad, then it was going to be you know 
celebrating the Wimbledon goals and being with them, you know. But if it was with another family member and it was in the West Ham end, then it, it felt very differently. But yeah, it was very contrasting. And I just assumed that, you know, most people, and if you think back, you know, longer ago, a long time ago, you know, people would go and watch like, you know, a West Ham and then would go and watch a non-league team when they were away. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of lost that a lot over the years now, whereas, you know, people are going home and away because, you know, transport allows us to. Um, so we don't get to see, you know, the non-league teams probably uh, miss out on having that. And I know we've had a few of those uh, non-league days, which have been really useful in terms of, you know, really boosting the crowds and, and getting kids into football as well, because especially with football today and how expensive it is and whatever. I know West Ham have been trying to keep the cost down, but to actually go and see and get a decent game of football, you know, and the standard when you get towards that kind of, you know, conference, well, what was used to be the conference, um, the National League now, but, you know, it's it's not too bad. And, uh, yeah, I think we should all be encouraging people to go to watch some of our local sides whenever we can. To be fair, I had a season ticket at West Ham and then when um, uh, they were away, when I was too young to go to away games, I used to go to Leighton Orient because that was my local team growing up. But now with Leighton Orient hating West Ham as much as they do, I've had to uh, abandon my support for them as well. In recent years, uh, our interest with the Wimbledon and MK Don situation, do you, mm. uh, do you follow Wim- AFC Wimbledon or MK Dons as your second team now? No, no. It, it, it came at a time of my life when... Um, I was still playing um, football at the time. I was playing for Tooting and Mitchum, who were then in the Ryman Leagues. And um, for me, you know, MK Dons is the absolutely pits of what football, what some people hope that football might become. Um, And AFC Wimbledon were kind of formed before Wimbledon had even made that transition uh, to Milton Keynes. And I felt that they kind of, had stabbed the club in the back in like almost taking the blade out of their backs and stab it into the club's backs by not supporting them in that last season. Um, so I found that all very conflicting. And then I kind of just washed my hands of it completely um, and just focused on my own um, playing career. And it was only actually as I was trained to be a journalist and I was actually on a, on a course with a couple of West Ham fans and uh, telling them these stories. And they were just like, well, you know, you need to get back into it. You need to get back into, into you know, you know, West Ham haven't left you. West Ham haven't abandoned you. Um, and it kind of started again from that. And I think the first kind of proper game back in that kind of being being taken back into the sort of West Ham fold was probably, I think it was Birmingham away. It must have been 2007. And I think Noble scored the the penalty. I think Bellamy got brought down for that. Um and that was it from there, really. And 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 in all honesty, it has only been the one team since then. I've decided that um, <laughs> that that's for me. You can't you can I can't, I can't deal with any more heartache. And um, and that's why it was all, almost you know going through the ground share and stuff. You know all those emotions, uh, ground share, the ground swap, all those emotions that w- would have come from the fans. You know, I I really did resonate and understand where they were coming from just because having been through that and supporting a, a a club but didn't have a home for so long um but obviously now I've seen them back at, at Plough Lane and I I wish them all the best but um yeah I just feel like the whole situation just was a complete car crash 
Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. So, looking at your favourite players, and I'm guessing they're sort of post 2007, then are they? And I'm guessing Mark Noble is probably one of them. I mean, who, yeah. who would you say your sort of top three West Ham players are of all time? Um, always, always loved watching the Canio. Um, you really didn't know what you're gonna get from him. Did, and did you I celebrate always... that go against Wimbledon? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good actually, question. I was, I was, I was actually in, I was actually in the in the away end that day, which was, which was, but, um, it was always one of those things because whenever you know that goal went in, you know, time and time about well, you know, this auntie or this uncle would be happy just because we'd seen them before the game or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah I'd say to Canio, um, Payet for me was just like no other player that I've seen um, in a West Ham show. I just thought he was absolutely amazing and so sad how it obviously all ended and actually I even saw a clip today you know like when he was kind of trying to get out of the club and I think it was against Middlesbrough didn't he scored that wonder goal Mm -hmm. but you know didn't really celebrate and he set up another goal for Antonio as well and and, uh, you know it was a great assist and didn't even celebrate and I was like yeah that was a time that he just wanted to to get gone but you know just thinking about the free kick against Palace and Man United in the cup um Whenever he was on the ball, he just always seemed to to make things happen. And yeah, Noble, I think Noble, you're right in a sense of someone who would always run through brick walls for you. But I think just watching the emergence of Declan Rice has been incredible. It really has from when he first started out very much just marshalling the defence to suddenly realising that he actually has got a bit more talent in terms of his distribution on the ball and, and now making those runs forward. And he's just grown better and better and most weeks I sit there and you just watch him he's just he's such a breath of fresh air and he's just such a, a quality footballer um and it's the, the only problem I have with his emergence now is perhaps being the slight demise of Thomas Suchek in that you know we're not really playing to his strengths because Declan Rice is is playing so well but you know he can't really complain about that I guess Mm. Well, let's talk about last season because it was an absolute roller coaster. So enjoyable, so exciting, so good to watch. Yet at the same time, quite deflating, uh, quite disappointing. <laughs> um, and some would say a bit of an anticlimax, given the opportunities to make it what could have been an incredible season. How do you see last season? I see last season as overall as a second positive um, campaign back to back. You look at the stats, you look at the history, we don't have positive seasons back to back. You know, I think if we missed out on the Conference League qualification, then it would have been potentially toward heading towards a negative season. But, you know, th- there were disappointments throughout. There was the defeat in the FA Cup um, against Southampton, but we kind of then got over that very quickly by obviously being severe in, in, the, in the Europa League. Um, the, the Frankfurt semi-final was absolutely gutting I mean starting off conceding so early and we never really got back into it but over the two legs you know I just felt that they they completely outplayed us and they knew exactly how to play against us and there's a lot of teams that think they do and, and always come unstuck but actually you know they really did play those two legs exceptionally well um and it was disappointing in that sense but then we picked ourselves up got the points we needed to make sure that we qualified for the conference league and had we not mucked it up against Brighton 
on the uh, the the last game of the season. We, you know, we could have got back into the Europa League again. So you know, overall, when I look at it, especially doing you know the, the magazine every month, it, there's definitely always been more positives. You know, we've not been looking over our shoulders, thinking you know we're in a relegation battle here or we're going to get dragged into it. So for me, it was it was a positive campaign and uh, you know another one. You know, really, I do think since project restart it's we've been on upward trajectory we really have um you know and i just my only concern right now is i don't i think we i think with who we've got at the moment i think we've hit a bit of a ceiling um and i think the biggest disappointment for me last season was just the brakes and the wheels coming off towards the end of the season when had we spent money in january we may have been able to to get those fresh legs in that we needed just to give some of our key players a rest as, as we got to the business end of the season. Mm. What do you make um, to the signings so far, mate? And do you think we, you know, we need some, we obviously need some more, but where would you be targeting for um, recruitment in terms of positions and potentially players? Yeah, I mean, bizarre like that, yeah, the, the player we signed, great you know i think uh, from what i've seen looks really good on 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 paper and what i've seen on on youtube and what other people have told me that have been watching him but it's like you know there's other positions that i'd love to see us invest in like i would love to see us get decent cover for, for cresswell um because you know he's, he's getting on a bit now we do need some more bodies in, in the center of the park um and i mean how long have we been talking about getting a replacement backup or or you know better player um than antonio up top you know and it just i just felt so sorry for him so much last season that he just was like flogging a dead horse all the time because he just we just kept putting him out there um but we couldn't put anyone else up there because even though he wasn't doing an awful lot he was doing enough to kind of just cause the other team issues but we just we need we just need bodies this season like i feel like if everyone's fully fit on paper we've got a good starting 11 you know and if everyone's firing on all cylinders but when you're fighting up that end of the table the likes of Chelsea and 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 Liverpool and City and United you know and even to an extent perhaps Arsenal when they've got players that aren't particularly playing well um you know dipping form they've got someone who can come in and and he's going to hit the ground running and, and bring the same level of quality and you look at you looked at our bench last year and it, we just didn't have that strength and depth, that quality to come off the bench. There was no one who could come on, you know, substitutions. I think, you know, Eddie Jones did it for the England rugby, you know, the, the subs are, are game changers, you know, or, you know, they're, they're solidifying you know, towards the end of the game. We just don't have those kind of, those, those players. And, you know, we've now lost Fredericks, Noble, Yarmolenko, you know, none of them for me are, would they, they were great at what they did, but for us to get onto this, to where to keep going where we are we need to upgrade on all of those and at the minute we're not we need we probably still need another you know six bodies to come in and that's going to cost a lot of money and i'm not sure that david moyes wants to spend that much money mm, mm. it's often said that he treats the money like his own doesn't he and he's got the tag of Divering dave i mean you can't knock him in the transfer market in terms of who he's brought in but um, yeah, in terms of maybe realising the importance of bringing the amount of players in that you're talking about, and I totally agree with that. 
I think that could be a bit of a concern. Um, you've managed to combine your two passions in life, which is journalism and West Ham, in the form of the Blowing Bubbles fan scene. When and why did you start that day? Um, so I used to write for Olas when I was, you know, a, a, a cub reporter. Um, so that had been sort of 2007 time. And I just got a bit frustrated uh, reading the same the same points being made by different writers throughout the magazine and I just I was at that time in my career as well that I was starting to push towards it kind of got towards 2010 2011 and I was getting to the stage I would like I wanted to kind of you know edit my own publication whether that be a newspaper or you know weekly newspaper or whatever and I wanted to try and see if, if there would be a, a market for perhaps another fanzine at the time my thinking it was all the rage to have those publications that you could read on a on a kindle or you know just just reading like that and just having those flip pages and that was my idea to begin with you know we got back into the premier league and i think it was so for 2012 season and i think it was like the june time and i just thought right i'm just going to launch a, a digital fanzine and, and let's see where it goes and i i kind of made the mistake on the first issue printing like 10,000 to hand out to fans ahead of the, the Villa game, the opening game of the season. And despite the fact that throughout the publication, it was like pushing people to download digital, you know, the digital version and to, to get signed up for that. People wanted the hard copy and it kind of, it kind of stuck. And when we moved to the new stadium, obviously Olas no longer existed and it kind of we went from strength to strength from from that point onwards really and what I always pride myself on is the fact that we have a team of writers who are writing about different issues affecting West Ham that month which <laughs> at first I thought we might struggle but actually um, there's even even times when it's quiet months there's still always plenty to talk about when it comes to West Ham and and you know <laughs> I'm proud every single month of the fact that I look back and it's one of those things every month I go gosh you know I really like this issue it's probably one of my favorite issues and then you get to the next issue and I'm like oh wow yeah this is my favorite issue I think now so I always <laughs> struggle to find pick out my um favorite issues but you know from 2012 to to today there has been so much happen um with West Ham United and it's been great to actually go back and look through some of those old issues you know like the final time leaving Upton Park uh, Mark Noble's testimonial um you know getting into Europe you know Slavin Bilic coming you know Manuel Pellegrini arriving all the signings that we had from there all the excitement and then of course all the disappointments off the back of it combined you know it's it's been quite a roller coaster Mm, absolutely mate and good for you I mean I know X enjoys being a part of it and I've heard nothing but good things about it and it sounds like you're onto a, a really good thing there so Dave how do people subscribe to it and how much is it if they want to yeah so it's all done via our website like what I should add is that we we were selling like before um match days pre-pandemic but once after the pandemic you know once it kind of things were opening up again we haven't quite been able to get back to that kind of same level of selling outside match days but we're hoping to bring that back for the new season because I know that's for for quite a good chunk of people you know that was something that you know they, they like to have as part of their match day experience but the majority of our subscribers come through on our website and there's 
various subscriptions. I mean, we we distribute copies to Europe, USA, Australia, you know, all far-fetched places as well. But um, people can subscribe for five issues. Um, that Our season, uh, we print for 11 issues a season. We don't normally take um, July off, but it, this year we haven't. But yeah, 11 issues. Um, but one one subscription that's proven quite popular at the moment is 20 issues, which just um, means for people it's a good good present and it's a good idea for people just to sort of get themselves signed up and they know they're not going to have to be like have to renew at the end of the next season. So um, it work it works out kind of three pound an issue, um, and then plus you kind of postage on top of that. Um, and of course we have we have digital copies that people can get as well, which are quite popular for people who who do live abroad. Um, because you know by the time it takes a week for it to be delivered to you in the post um not that i always try and keep the copy so that if you read it three weeks after we printed it it'd still be relevant um but even then when it sometimes it takes a week this you know you, you just you have one game and you, you beat man united at home and suddenly it changes the whole collection of the uh of the of the that issue um so that that's the probably the biggest hurdle we have but the digital copies do really well as well I imagine my column's probably the one that has the biggest hurdles in terms of staying relevant because often it, I talk about transfers, especially during this time of the uh, of the you know year. So mine can be out of date within an hour of writing it. So uh, I do apologise for that problem I give you, but uh, yeah, it's a nice little plug for the fanzine there, X. I'm sure Dave appreciates that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just say that like, the evolution, the, the, like the ch- constant changing of of transfers, it's almost like, like you say, impossible to try and keep everything relevant as it yeah. is, of, as, uh, to, like to the point you've written it. But as you say, the other articles, bar my own, are pretty much, um, you like you say, time. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what the time is that you read them; they can be read at any point and still be relevant. And obviously, yeah. I've done I've done opinion pieces as well for you, not just transfers. And and like you say, they are. So they stand the test of time or certainly three weeks worth anyway um do you um have any uh sort of real highlights of making a fanzine i know you said that you don't have a particular issue but have you has it led you to meet i don't know an ex-player or a current player or someone connected to west ham you thought wow and i've not started this fanzine i would never have got that opportunity yeah like so we so we'll be coming up to our 10-year anniversary next month um, and when I look back on it, you know, we, yeah, we've had a, had a few chats with ex-hammers or current hammers, which have been fantastic. Um, the one thing that's been really nice for me, and I know that there's a lot of people who, who aren't huge fans of, of Golden Sullivan, but actually over the last 10 years, I think I've had a sit down chat with David Gold seven times. Um, and, you know, we've, built up a bit of a rapport over those years and it could have been very easy for me going in on that very first interview and and really putting certain concerns to him um but we've kind of steadily built up a a really good rapport and um it's a it's a chat that I I do like I do like to have because you know he's someone who um doesn't particularly hold back um, and is obviously one of the the owners of the club, so that's always a privilege to have that and to sit down and to be able to put those questions to him. Um, people don't always like the answers. Um, I can't really control that, really. Um, but then we've had like other issues where 
we've, you know, I think towards the end of the seasons when things are starting to be done and dusted and there's not a huge amount to talk about, we, we do introduce features where we've done like, you know, the best players um, in the Premier League era or, you know, the best players of all time, the best managers, which, and it's so difficult to rank players and managers and all of that just because it's so um, difficult and it's so depending on what time, you know, you've watched them and stuff. But those kind of pieces always look good visually from a design perspective. Um, so they're definitely always my favourite. I think that the most random interview that we've had was um, Pele, bizarrely. Really? Um, <laughs> what, the Pele? The Pele. No. Was he, about, my... was he going to join West Ham then? What's the <laughs> <thing>? <laughs> no. One of, my, one of my journalist friends was like, I've got a chat with... Um, Pele, do you want me to ask some questions about like Bobby Moore and perhaps what he knew about West Ham at, at that time and stuff like that? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I think he's not going to be able to send me over lots, but even, you know, 700, 800 words, you know, might be okay. And he sent, ended up sending over like 2,000 words, just Bobby, uh, just Pele speaking so openly and freely about Bobby Moore. And it was, it was wow. fantastic. And I just was thinking, like, when I started it, there's no way that I would have thought, yeah, we'll get a chat with uh, with Pele, um, <laughs> but there's still plenty. Of, there's still plenty of players um, on my list. You know, like we're still chipping away at like Billy Bond to try and see if we can get a chat with with him. We've done to Trev um, a few times, and you know Tony Cotty a few times, and uh, Phil Parks and George Paris have been doing uh, a column for us every month now for oh, for years now, um, and it's great to have to have their impact, but. I would really love to get kind of like a, a Colton Cole or Jack Collison or Joe Cole or someone like that in because as as, as great as um, Phil and Georgie are, you know, the the, the game has changed so much um, since they were playing. And I feel like when you listen to Colton and, and Joe on BT Sport, they 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 still they're still fresh enough in retirement that they still very much can understand or know the players. And I think that's a really important insight that perhaps the West Ham fan community isn't getting at the moment. And, and that's the thing for me. It's always about trying to educate, inform. And, and I think that is one area that we're perhaps lacking in that sense. But having said that podcasts like yourselves um, and the events that you do um, go a real long way uh, into doing that. I'm just a bit old school and I like things in black and white as well. Mm. Mm. Do you have any famous fans subscribe to the fan team other than Pele, obviously? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? We we don't, but when I come across someone like, so Ben Shepherd, you know, if I see him, um, I'm, I'm at the studios at ITV, I'll, I'll give him a copy. Um, probably Ben Shepherd's probably as, as big as it gets, you know, because I'm still, still working on Danny Dyer um, to see if we could get a chat with him. And, um, you know, Ray Winston as well would be would be great. But, you know, Gold and Sullivan both get the um, the mag every month. Um, and I know that that Jack is uh, enjoys reading it as well. Um, and I think it, it it gives them a perspective to just to just to read a bit more about what the fans feel about um, different aspects of the club. Um, and I think it's going to be very interesting if in August we still have the same number of players signed as we do now, because I, I 
just feel like it would be such a huge opportunity missed. And I know you just you mentioned it about the whole dithering Dave tag. Um, and it is a concern. And it's great that people are careful with money. And it's great that the players that he signed have, have been able to hit the ground running and come in. But the, the, the big real big concern for me is that we um, end up this season with not much. And we, we're just standing still. We're just treading water. And I think if we do really want to go kick on or even just compete at the same level, you need to keep investing. And I think the concern maybe for Moyes is that for every Thomas Suchek, you have Jordan Hugel. And I think that might be something that that concerns him enough to not want to take a risk on, on some players. Yeah, um, you've uh, produced something for Mark Noble this summer, um, you know, special edition. Can you tell us about what that is and what the reader will be getting? Yeah, so as soon as Mark Noble announced that he was going to stop playing for West Ham, you know, it just felt like such a big moment for fans like, you know, myself and, and you guys too. You know, when you think you've seen him pretty much play his whole career at the club, a last of a dying breed, you know, sweat, blood, everything West Ham, you know, and I just felt like I needed to do something consistently and regularly to say goodbye to him and explore all the different avenues of, of his time at West Ham. So from, from that moment on, every issue, we focused on a different element of um, his time at West Ham and I decided that I would sort of pull all of these pieces together and obviously update them with especially the, some of the stat heavy pieces um, and we pulled it all together into kind of this one issue in July special uh, edition and I just said about how um, I got tired of, of reading Olas because it was the same points being made, made over and over again. This issue is <laughs> it's all about Mark Noble. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I think that is is for valid reason. And I think what you forget just, you know, we, we've got a piece on um, you know, his his best goals, and you just think of him as being perhaps our penalty taker, and you forget just some of the incredible goals that he scored for us and important goals at important times. Um, and also, you know, we've had photographers at the the game since 2012 and just looking back through some of those pictures and seeing him just grow in in front of our very eyes into the player is today I, I really wanted just to do something to celebrate everything that he's given to West Ham and I hope I hope and I've got a copy here I hope that I'm able to get him it um one day and hand it over to him um because I think it would be great for him to, to have a copy of the, the magazine as well. And I think that's sometimes the, the benefit of a publication is that you can package it and put it all together and it's printed off and that's how it is for life. You know, there's no changes. If there's a mistake in there now, I can't change it or, or just update the website to, to accommodate that. That's it. Um, so it was very much a labour of love. Um, but yeah, that issue can still be bought um, on the website right now. Um, and it's a, it's a it's just sort of someone new coming into blowing bubbles. It gives people a really good insight into the look and feel of the magazine, kind of the different personalities and vibes of of the different writers. Obviously, X, you did a piece um, on Mark Noble sort of towards the latter part of the season, which was which which was great because it was able. It was again a, just a different take on on Mark Noble's importance to the team. 
Um, and it's just been a, a real, I mean, I don't, I now don't want to read another article about Mark Noble because I've just spent like <laughs> editing 48 pages worth of it. It was, I didn't want to read any more of it, but it's done now. It's at the printers it's in my hand now and it looks fantastic. Well, good stuff, mate. And for clarification, what is the website for people to subscribe? Uh, it's blowing-bubbles.co.uk um, and you can buy individual issues, which a lot of people do they just buy they buy they kind of buy it every month as if they were if they were going to the game and there are subscription options on the website to both uk and abroad good stuff well dave thanks for coming on the show mate and we wish you the best of luck in the future for the fans moving forward thanks a lot guys thanks so much for having me on and uh it'd be great to come back on again once um we hit our next landmark okay x i think it's time to finger some patrons um <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what the prizes are for this month. Right, well, we've actually got two competitions this month. The first one was for West Ham Way patrons that then also signed up for our new Transfer Rumours show. So they were patrons, effectively, of both the shows that we offered. That was a competition we did to win a signed shirt. So I want to do that one. And then it's the return of our um, draw that we do uh, monthly where you get um, a third place prize where you get the ginger vent on um uh exclusive ginger vent that we did goodbye ginger vent uh that's sent to you then the 50 pound club voucher a second place and then a first place is a signed shirt of which this week it is a jeff hurst signed uh, memorabilia shirt so what i think i'll do is i'll start with the um uh transfer the, the double patrons um so what they had to do is send us an email or a message on the transfer rumor patron saying i'm a member of both the west ham way and this patron this is my name here this is the west ham way patron and i entered automatically i did try to reply to everyone that entered and just say your uh, um, entrance has been acknowledged but i was getting so many that i couldn't keep up with it so those towards the end that have entered recently have been entered but um you just didn't get the acknowledgement so as i as i say there's less names on this one so i'm going to start scrolling and then you're going to say stop okay so you're going to okay mate in. and and do you know at this stage what the sign shirt is for the transfer show oh, yeah prize? sorry yeah it's a gerard bowen sign shirt so nice it's, it's la, last season's shirt um but it's a signed gerard bowen shirt yeah i hope nice. Good stuff. Okay, mate, and we're going to kick off with that one, yeah? Yeah, so I'm going to start fingering now, and you tell me when you want me to stop. Okay. <laughs> are you, are so, you doing it now? Yeah, can you not tell? <laughs> <laughs> you meant to enjoy it more than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, I can tell, I can. No, that's yeah, fine, yeah. Um, right, okay. <laughs> stop fingering that patron. <laughs> okay the, the patron i was fingering is well i fingered because i was fingering all of them but uh, i have stopped on a, a guy called D darren rayo darren rayo so you win the signed jared bowen shirt so i'll message you on uh, one of the platforms and you can give me your address and stuff and we'll get that sent out to you um so this Brilliant. is this is the west ham way patrons now so i've just got to switch over um to our subscriber list on there. So give me good stuff. And thanks to everyone on the West Ham Way patron that has subscribed to the transfer show as well, by the way, including you, yeah. Darren. So hope you enjoy that shirt, mate. Congratulations on your win. 
Yeah, I enjoy the show as well. I mean, obviously, it's not as comprehensive. We don't offer as much as we do in the West Ham way, nowhere near, but it should for £3 a month. It's like buying a, you know, a daily gossip roundup of what's going on in the football world. So, hopefully, mm. people do appreciate the value of it, and we'll see some more people come over this month. Right, so third place um, is for the Ginger Men on DVD. So, you'll get in touch with them and send that over, won't you? Yes, I will. Right, so I've started fingering. I'm going in a different way this time to uh, okay. try and uh, spice it up a bit. Okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that sounds slightly concerned I could be in trouble for this last one um, <laughs> um, this that, this is stopped on stopped on another Darren blimey I must have been doing it for the same amount of time as last so I'm back <laughs> I'm, a, I'm back on Darren's but this time it's Darren Hurd so Darren Hurd you are um, the winner of the you came third so you're the winner of the ginger event which should be sent out to you on dvd from memory darren heard might actually attend our events uh so yes he's a good lad darren yeah, yeah i mean it's so, now going to sound like this is fixed and it isn't but um no yeah. darren's a good lad <laughs> yeah exactly so he may even have the event he may have even been there but uh anyway you get you get a memorabilia from the, the time if he did attend right anyway right i'm going and again. just to clarify as well it's uh electronic copy not a dvd so i'll email you the uh, the event in full yeah, and if you haven't it. seen it it's um it's brilliant really good so that'll be on its way to you darren well done mate right so this time i'm gonna spice it up a little bit and i'm gonna go up and down little flicks up flick down, flick up, <laughs> flick down. okay i can't I believe gonna... we get away with this <laughs> no, me neither. especially the slightly kind of rapey theme that i'm introducing to it uh, as yeah well, no I you've, you've really another <laughs> level i was i was assuming everyone enjoyed it you're, you're making a, you're well, listen, I think it's surprising itself being fingered by you, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think know, that, yeah. that trumps a signed shirt, in my opinion. But, you know, <laughs> who am I with my opinion? <laughs> right, so let's go up and down like casual flicks. <laughs> <laughs> no particular length. Oh, Mrs. X is such a lucky woman. <laughs> um, okay, you it's ready? Been about four years since that last happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Please just stop, stop. <laughs> oh, my word. There's obviously a thing for Ds today. No. <laughs> yeah. So I've just landed on another D, uh, but it isn't, you know, which actually adds to the whole sexual theme of, uh, yeah, referring to landing on Ds constantly. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we have landed on another D, and this is uh, obviously not this person's name, but it's D.E.P. Tones. Oh yeah, okay. Um, I mean, we're not helping ourselves with the uh, fixed element here, but DP Tones is is fantastic for us. Always says nice things and and gives us a bit of promotion. I recognise the name, so uh, no, I'm I'm pleased um, that it's gone to DP Tones. That's brilliant. So that's a fifty pound club voucher, isn't it? Uh, yes, mate. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I think so I'm going to try and get away from these today. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and find something a bit more, uh, yeah, different, uh, a bit more original. So I'm gonna, if it stops on a D, I'm just going to carry on until okay. uh, so for about five seconds afterwards. Right. Okay. What should I do this time? Going around in circles won't work because I think that'll just carry on the same day. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm trying to think how I could do this. Maybe if I use two fingers, I'll do one finger going up and one finger going down. Okay, I'm going to do that. Right. I'm flick it up, flick it down, flick it up, flick it down. Okay, right, that's what I'm doing. So I'm going to do that now. 
Okay, so you're doing it now as we speak? I am, yeah. Okay. I'll just fuck off now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll just try to put a bit of a twist on it. So in other words, that is stop, but just in my own way. <laughs> this is so bad, mate. We might have to edit this out. Yeah, no, yeah I'm starting it. to get a little bit worried, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe just do it. It's like get some sort of voiceover, like, in third place, the winner is... <laughs> rather, rather than this. But, uh, yeah. It has actually stopped on someone that isn't a D, so that's good. And this one, they are an H, and their name is Howard B. So, Howard B, you have si- uh, one, sorry, assigned Jeff Hurst shirt um which um obviously simon a great man i think he comes with a certificate of authenticity as well so uh happy days howard i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you enjoy your shirt as well good stuff right okay so to recap for the crossover on the transfer show patreon uh that goes to darren rayo well done darren you've won yourself signed jared bowen shirt from last season ginger vent goes to darren hurd the 50 pound club voucher goes to dep tones and the final prize, which is a signed shirt from Jeff Hurst, goes to Howard B. Good stuff. Okay. It's that time again. It's Macy's Labor Day sale. So gear up as summer cools down with 30% off timeless looks from Levi's and specials like 30 to 50% off statement making shoes for her and 60% off luggage from Samsonite and more. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and get an extra 20% off more great deals. Plus, Star Rewards members can earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Going on now. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. If you want to leave me for another house, I totally understand. House? Where's this coming from? It's just, I, I know there's some newer homes on the market. I didn't even know that because I'm not looking. I bet those other houses don't have a crack in their foundations. You know that crack doesn't bother me. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.